Welcome to The Ordinary Show, an ordinary podcast with ordinary guests for ordinary people. My guest today is Brianna Morgan. She is from Winfield, Louisiana. I am from Winfield, Louisiana. She currently lives in Arlington, Texas. Her occupation is a CSR, um, and she is my sister. That's how I know Brianna. She is my sister. Uh, I've known her her whole life. I, I I remember when she was born. So, um, me and her are friends on Facebook, and I've always seen her on there. She has a very fun podcast, um, that I love to listen to all the time. I listen, every time there's a new episode, I listen to it. Um, I love seeing her post on Facebook. She's a fun person. She's an open person. She will, she, she's honest about who she is. And so, I think talking with her and just getting for everyone getting to know her, I think would be great. And so that's why I wanted her to be on the show. Brianna, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Good intro. I enjoyed it. Good, 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 good mm-hmm. stuff. Is there anything you want to say about yourself that I, I didn't say? Um, no, you spoke on my podcast and that's the most important thing. So um, I'm good on that. Uh, <clears throat> and so, you know, I listen to your podcast and on your podcast, you are very open. You know, I laugh constantly listening to your podcast. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. I like listening to it. I, I think when we, when we did your first episode, I told you that I really liked what you had because it's like talking to a friend, honestly. So, so it's like just sitting around goofing off with a friend. And I and I really like that. Because honestly, I mean, I know there are a lot of podcasts out there. But for me, that was the first podcast I, I listened to where it wasn't like, oh, here's the news. Here's we're talking to somebody here. Yeah. Talk about we're talking about a specific topic or anything like that. You you're just on there and you're just shooting the breeze kind of like this. Just, oh, this happened. That happened. Whatever. Right. You're just yeah. kind of letting everybody know what's going on. I, and I really like that. Yeah, that started from um, actually listening to podcasts and mm-hmm. um, feeling like, dang, like, why can't I find a podcast where it's like, it's something like I can relate to where I can feel like I'm talking to somebody um, and I'm enjoying someone's conversation. Whereas instead of like, you know, um, educating me on something, not saying that I don't want to be educated on anything, but sometimes I just want to chill and listen to that. Like, I don't have really many homegirls to just call up and you know laugh and kiki with so for for me to have a podcast to listen to like that that would be bomb so when I couldn't find one I was like you know what I'll just do it myself what what made you even think that like starting a podcast was even possible well I used to um be on snapchat really like a couple years ago like maybe in like 15 14, 15, mm-hmm. 2014, 15. And I would just be on there just talking my shit like I do on um, my podcast. And people used to say, like, you should get a YouTube. You should get a YouTube. And I'm like, um, I don't know. I'll try one day, you know. And that was my, I was like, I was, it was always in the back of my head, like, one day I'm going to make a YouTube. Um, then I, I like slowly shied away from social media for a couple of, like, like a couple, I want to say the last year. 
last year, the end of last year, I wasn't really on social media as, as much as I've been in my life. And when I came back, um, one of my friends uh, was, has a podcast and I had been listening to him, but at, I was like, you know what, maybe this is something I should do because I don't really have to be in front of a camera. So I don't have to really invest the money in a camera that I don't have um, and edit, learn how to edit and do all the extra stuff that I would have to do if I made a YouTube. I could just sit back and talk on a podcast. And I think that was more my speed. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, when, when I started my podcast, that's kind of the thing that just that attracted me to it was just the kind of it was just you can do whatever, right? Like yeah, me right now, I'm, you know, maybe TMI. I'm in my pajamas in my closet. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not dressed up. I'm not looking the best, right? Yeah. But I feel like, if I, like you said, if I was on a YouTube channel, I couldn't look like this on my yeah. channel, right? You, you, want, you want people to watch your thing, you got to look nice. You know, as as my mom would say, presentable. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't look presentable right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I mean, that's absolutely what attracted me to doing a podcast. And I, obviously, I mean, you too. Um, what's the podcast you listen to? Uh, one of <laughs> that's so <laughs> funny that you asked me that because you know I, my podcast. Um, the streaming that I listen to really be, it's not a secret, but it's like, it's not something I just be like all out and sharing, but cause it's just like, if you listen to the podcast, you'll be like, this girl is fucking crazy. So there's one podcast called, um, cocktails, dirty discussions. I listened to that one faithfully. I listened to PSA podcast, which that one's more of like, I, it's not educational, but, um, it, it helps me get myself together a little bit in that one. It kind of checks me a little bit. Um, and I listened to one that's called Mixed si- Signals. Mixed Signals is a good one. And lastly, I listened to um, this podcast called Girlfriends Podcast. And I like Girlfriends Podcasts a lot because it's kind of like what I do, except it's um, from different point of views of different women. So mm-hmm. it's cool. We we talked about you know why you started the podcast and talked about what podcast is. But let's talk about your podcast uh, a, little, okay. uh, a little bit. So, um, like I said, for you kind of just talk on your podcast, right? Yeah, you're very I'm open. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm really like on my podcast. It's really like event session. Not even. I don't even want to say event session because when I think event, I'm thinking like that's when I'm talking like negative shit. But um, my my podcast is just little little shit that I find myself thinking about, my find myself doing or seeing throughout the week, and going from there with it. And on your podcast, you're very like open. You talk about almost anything. On mm-hmm. your podcast, like some of the stories, I will. If you want to hear the stories, listen to her podcast <laughs> because I, I, I'm not going to give the I'm not going to give the stories away on this podcast. If you want to hear some of the some of the crazy fun stories she talks about on her podcast, listen to her podcast. What's what's the name of your podcast? Just talking shit podcast. Right, and where can you find it? It's on Apple a podcast. It's on um, the Spotify. And a, a couple of other major streaming platforms, but those are the main two I, I send out to people. So if you listen to her, her podcast, she, um, she's fun. She tells all kind of crazy stories. I, I won't get into all of them, 
But one thing that I've heard you say a couple of times, right? Uh-huh. And so I, I just want to get into it a little bit. You describe okay. yourself as a toxic person. Oh. <laughs> Is that <laughs> Okay. All right, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you describe yourself that way? Well, I will open up a little bit and say that I feel like, well, I'm going to say everybody needs a counselor of some sort. You, Everybody can't um, go out and pay a so-and-so amount every hour for a counselor. But, you know, your friends are your counselors, your your relatives, your mom, and blase, blase. So sometimes when I have caught myself talking about stuff like, okay, this is my thought process. Let's say I'm talking to someone and I'm saying, I did this and this is why. And that's just how I feel about it. X, Y, and Z. And um, they'll be like, that's not the right way. <laughs> you did that so wrong. Like, you're wrong. Plenty of times, like with one of my um, most prized friendships that I had, um, I would vent to her and I would tell her like, yeah, like it didn't that person do me wrong? Like, am I like, I'm not tripping, am I? And it's so many times we like, girl, you tripping like you wrong, you wrong, you wrong. Like you're not, <laughs> you be doing stuff wrong. Like, so normal people wouldn't do what you do. You know, and I really be feeling like I'm coming from the right spot. So when I got on social media um, more, there was I felt found out there's like a name for it and people are calling it toxic. And so I'm like, you know what? Damn, that describes me perfectly. I'm toxic in. Um, in relationships. Okay. Yeah, my friend, like as far as I, I'm a talk, I could be a toxic friend sometimes. Like I can admit that I have I'm not um, the best friend to people and I'm not the person that's like gonna talk shit about my friends or gonna like start drama I'm more of the person who doesn't give as much as they are given in a friendship and I could be kind of I could be draining to a friend um, because I'm toxic because I'm feeling like everything's everything's against me and I'm the victim and so I have labeled that as toxic not that it's not something I'm working on definitely working on it you know what I, you know, a lot of times we talk about toxic people in society, right? And it's, it's always a negative, right? And mm-hmm. um, I, I talk with some people and we talk about giving people, you know, room to grow or we talk about, you know, this person or that person who used to be this way, used to be that way. And again, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not saying this thing to say any kind of like critique on you, but you're just talking in general, right? And, yeah. But the thing I appreciate you by you saying that, though, is at least your admitting it and you're being self-aware yeah because a lot of people it, and it oh, i would say a lot of people do a lot of messed up things to a lot of people and then they won't ever take responsibility for it they'll be like i i there's nothing wrong with that or i should have did this because of blah blah but you you just flat out like yeah no i did this probably wasn't the best thing to do but i did it exactly <laughs> Like, even if you uh, listen to my podcast and you hear some of the stories I tell, like that is this, it's all coming from a place of um, that's, these are the things I used to do to people, or this is the thing I've done. But I, but in that time, like, I wasn't doing it to be vindictive. I wasn't doing it to be an asshole. I wasn't doing it to be like, just like a slimy person. Like, I feel like, okay, you did something to me, so I'm going to do something to you. Mm -hmm. And that makes me a toxic person <laughs> but um like I said it's something I'm working on it's not something I just take pride in it's just something that I know about myself and I and I own it but um always working to get better yeah and as everybody should be I, I I'm I'm working on myself as we speak 
I, I think uh, doing this podcast is, is good for me because uh, a lot of times I would, my energy and my personal life, I would just like, mm-hmm. aside from family, right, I would just push off into nothingness. I would just like goof off or whatever. I'm like, I ain't doing nothing. Yeah. But this podcast, it lets me have a, like, a hobby and something like goals to get towards. I'm actually like using the energy I have after work or, you know, the weekends to do something. And I feel that. I feel that. I, um, like a little kind of personal, but, um, I have a, a relationship counselor for me and my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And, um, he came in and he was talking to me about my podcast and he said, why do you, why do you do your podcast? And it was my first time saying it out loud, like why I do it or acknowledging why I do it. And it, and it, I told him, I said, it makes me feel important. It makes me feel like I have a voice and it makes me feel like I have something other to do than being a mom and like taking care of, you know, my household. Like I have something else to do aside from work, something else to do aside from taking care of the kids, aside from catering to my boyfriend. Like this is something for me and in for the last two years of my life I have been um talking to my boyfriend like why don't I have a thing like I hate that like you have a thing everybody has something that they put their energy into and I don't have anything and with this podcast I feel like I have finally found something I I put my energy in that I enjoy doing like I don't have to force myself to be like oh, I got to record, like, or I got to go market or I got to do this and that. Like, it's something, it's a want for me. And I'm so freaking happy that I finally found that. So I want to say something. I feel so much similar to that. Like, it it doesn't, like, like even, like, sometimes with work or things, like, I'm like, oh, I have to do this, right? But never... Whether if I'm checking my stats on on the on the app that I that, that my pocket's on, or if I'm mm-hmm. posting an episode, if I'm recording an episode, whatever it is I'm doing, I it does not feel like work to me. I honestly enjoy it. Like, and so I I, I completely connect with you on that. And you, you know, something about me and you, we are brother and sister, but um, so so the listeners know we didn't grow up together at I'm, all. I'm I'm a little older than you, right? And so, yeah, we're we're brother and sister, but you know, I feel like the last maybe year or two, maybe we've really been getting to know each other. Yeah, and prior, not at all. And with with the us both doing, we kind of started our podcast around the same time, and doing these together, mm-hmm. I really feel like there's so much about us that we connect with that mm-hmm. I don't know if if I would have known that if we hadn't been doing this together because we we give each other tips on podcasts like oh i'm doing this you're doing that okay do this like we really like support each other and it's something because um connecting with family is something that that i've been trying to work on for myself also that i really appreciate Uh that i'm able to connect you through this likewise like i told you when i um hit you up on facebook around my daughter's birthday like when when our dad was talking to you on the phone i did i say our daughter my daughter's birthday um when I heard him on the phone with you, I was like, dang, you know what? Why don't I have, why don't I have a relationship with my, my, my oldest brother? I need to build on that. Like I'm 26 years old. That's nobody's fault that I don't have a relationship with my brother except my own. So let, let me make that, let me make that um, a thing. Mm-hmm. That's when I contacted you. And from there, like the relationship continued to blossom and I, I can only be grateful for it. I, I'm not going to put our dad's business out there. Maybe if he if he comes on the show, I'll put that business out there. But uh, 
My dad has quite a few kids. <laughs> I won't say how many. <laughs> and so a shitload. Right? <laughs> so uh getting to know all of them is 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 gonna be um a task for me. So I'm trying to reach out more. And I haven't if you're listening and, and you're my brother or my sister and you're like, <laughs> you ain't talking to me, I'm getting to you. Just please wait. <laughs> Oh. And you know, it's so many kids that it's actually a list, and it and when you look at all the names, it's like God damn, it's a lot of relationships I got to keep up with. I <clears throat> I made a, a like a a table, like a you know, like a mm-hmm. like a on a word doc. Okay, of all my siblings, and then their kids, because I was like, I got so many nieces, I don't even know their names. <laughs> yeah. I like, I got to make this table to keep up with all of them. And I, it's not done because like, like there's people like okay I know I know they got a kid I don't know that kid's name I gotta reach out to them or I reach out to I, my dad I, to find out. My kid's name. Um, yeah. Well, my kids' names are Cameron and Ali. Like yes. Muhammad Ali. I know your Ali, kids' names. Those... <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So the the podcast is something that we've, we've been able to connect with. Um. But you know, getting back to your your podcast, <clears throat> you you know, you say you're working on things and things you talk about are all the things you've done in the past and not necessarily things you're doing currently, right? Correct. Like I wouldn't dare put um, my current, like, because a lot of times I'm about my old relationships and um, that's basically what it is: old relationships, old friendships. Um, I don't want anybody in my life currently to feel any way about like the jokes I might make mm-hmm. or my my boyfriend to feel like I'm going overboard by talking about like I said something too deep about our personal mm-hmm. relationship. So, I, isn't that that part is not for the podcast? Like, yeah, I'll mention my boyfriend a couple of times, but as far as like the stories I tell, it'll always be from my past. And I and even because of that, like I will say, like let's say. In relationships, uh, people hurt people. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's 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 like it's it's inevitable. Um, so you're going to eventually hurt your partner's feelings. Yeah. I don't want. Um, sometimes it takes a longer to heal. I don't want to. Everything that I talk about is things I'm healed from. I don't want to talk about something I'm not healed mm-hmm. from because I'm not going to laugh about it. It's not going to be fun because I'm going to be pissed off. Or I'm going to be hurt. Or I'm going to be upset. Like everything I discuss is something I've like. Like the one of the stories I told it was in regards to um, my ex putting his hands on me. Like um, that was something. Like at the time, I wouldn't be able to talk about that and laugh about it. Now it's something I'm healed from. I'm aware that it happened and it made me a be- it, it made me who I am today. So I can take that and grow from it. Now I'm laughing at it. Like it's okay. It's okay. Like I've moved forward, and that's good. But it's always gonna be something from my past. Yeah. So. Speaking of that boyfriend, I I don't know his name. So who whoever that guy is, I'm not. This isn't anything towards him or anything like that or whatever or even that situation. But he don't know shit about <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> he don't know shit about a big boy. He gotta ask somebody if he can wipe his ass. He's not worried about a fucking podcast. <laughs> In your podcast, though, when you were talking about him, you told a story again. If you want to hear the story, listen to our podcast. Um, but you told a story exactly. that involved a cup, right? <laughs> I'll leave it at that, right? And so I'm just curious, right? Again, not nothing that you're doing currently, okay. but just in the past, how do you come up with your revenge schemes? 
I be I literally in that moment I was so fucking mad. I was like, I didn't do shit to him. Like I was minding my business. Like I gotta do something. So I know I don't want to fuck up something that I'm gonna have to pay for. So I'm not gonna do that. But I and I really don't wanna I don't really wanna do anything that I have to face the consequences for immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe that'll tell you a little bit about myself, but I don't want to face those consequences for myself head on. So for me, it's best to do something like that. I only know mm-hmm. I did. So I'm laughing at you. Like you think you fucking got me, but I'm laughing at you. So I did that shit to him because I didn't have any, one. I didn't have anything else I felt like I could do. And then I needed to get him back mm-hmm. bad. <laughs> I needed, I needed it to hurt, and I needed it to be something that only I knew about. So, but see, it. Oh, go ahead. You know, go I was ahead. saying I'm it's good. not just that one though, right? I mean, on your very first episode, you talked about the one where you were a waitress and the lady was giving you a hard time. And- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in that, um, I don't like to feel played. And in both of those mm-hmm. occasions and for more stories to come, if someone has made me feel played in a point where I feel like, like, stop playing with me. Like in that position, in that instance, I feel like she was playing with me and I was at work. So I couldn't, I couldn't, re- I couldn't react like I wanted to. Like I'm, I am still growing as a person. So I will say like, um, my first instance and a lot of time is to like fight somebody. Like you got me fucked up. I'm gonna fight you or I'm mm-hmm. a, you know, like, but, but, um, I feel like, cause that was in, in my early twenties and I think I might've been 19 and, um, I was mad, but I didn't know, I didn't have, I couldn't, I couldn't go off on her. I couldn't tell her like, you're a weak ass bitch. Like I couldn't say none of the things I wanted to say. So I'm like, you're really embarrassing me right now. I'm feeling played. So I'm about to play you. You finna feel embarrassed too. And I, I, I don't feel bad about it. No. At all, I'm not. Talk- <laughs> I thought it was honestly, um, it was very creative. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of that again. If you're listening, you're like, What is he talking about? Just go listen to her podcast. You can even pause this episode, go listen to the first episode of the podcast, and come back, and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Um, I'm not going to short her on her podcast and where you feel like you don't have to listen to hers, but um, it was she, she got revenge on somebody who was treating her pretty bad, um, at a restaurant. You know, but even for the sake of your podcast, we don't have to, we don't have to like, it doesn't have to be a secret. Uh, you know, we could talk about what I've, I've um, discussed in my previous podcast. I'll tell you on okay. on yours. Like, I can, I'll know for you. Because you tell it best. Y'all, I want these people to feel me and know me and decide if they want to listen to my future okay. episodes. So for the record, in, in that first episode, I was upset. I'm going to make it real short. I was upset because... I was a server and um, I was taking care of this girl's birthday party. And she was, she was like a young teenage girl, but she was very rude. Her and her friends were rude and they were like playing with me. And I was really upset about it. So when it came time for her to pay, I told her her card was declining when in reality, I never swiped her card. So she was embarrassed at her birthday. All her friends had to pay for her food, but I got the last laugh because it's like, don't play with me. I won't play with you. <laughs> Period. And um, if you wanted to go back and talk about the boyfriend with the, the, the other cup. episode, yeah. the cup. Basically, I had a a boyfriend who put his hands on me often, and um, 
him and his friend were there at the same time when it was happening. His friend didn't help me. So I was mad at both of them. Um, they left the house. And uh, this is a quick rundown. I was looking for a way to get revenge on him. So he had a cup out with some liquor in it and I peed in it. And I um, hoped he drank it. I hoped with every piece of me that he drank it. But I didn't find out until the next day that he didn't drink it. Right. His friend drank it. Still feel bad because his friend um, didn't help me when I, he saw mm -hmm. that I needed help. So yeah, <laughs> that's it. I don't feel bad Thank about that. Thank you for that. sharing. <laughs> yeah. No problem. So yeah, I mean, so what... Listen to your fight. That's one thing. I was like, you come up with it so fast, and it's always, it's never something like, oh, you know, small, whatever. It's something that, honestly, like, those two things you just said, like, to me, those really are, like, good ideas to me. In my mind, I'm like, you came up there off the, off the dome, you were just like, oh, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna run a car. Oh, you, you wanna do it for me? I'm gonna pee in your liquor. Like, it's like, just off the dome, like, that's some, like, <laughs> it's like some revengeful shit like some real revengeful shit and um, I was talking to someone and I told him like I didn't think I was revengeful either like I didn't think I was a revengeful person until I got the opportunity to be mm -hmm. revengeful and then I, I realized like damn like I'm really out here with it like I'm unmatched <laughs> <laughs> like I bet you can't I bet you can't name anybody who can who can no. top me in that I can't. Those instances. Heavyweight <laughs> champ right here. But it's and on the on the other note of it, I feel like I am I am good to people. Like people that I am I'm like like as far as in that one and people I'm in a relationship with, I feel like I'm good to them. Um so when you do stuff like that to me and I feel like especially when I feel like it's unwarranted, like not only am I extremely pissed, but I'm extremely mm -hmm. hurt. And um, now you're going to pay for it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's about as simple as you can put it, right? Yeah. Very simple. You, I'm not sure. I, you see, I'm, this goes back to what we were talking about how we, um, we're getting to know each other. I'm not exactly even sure how old you are. Mm -hmm. 26, I'm 26. I turned 27 okay. in January. So, in your 26 years, almost 27 years, you you have some pretty cool experiences. I mean, I mean, and I guess some some not cool, but you, you've had a, a lot of experiences. Like yeah, you, you've already touched on um, the domestic abuse um, aspect, right? But um, yeah, I believe one time you told me, or, or maybe it's on your podcast. I'm, I'm not sure if you told me or if it was on your podcast. You told me that you were homeless. Do, yes. Do you feel like talking that about was... that? No, I don't mind. Um, I don't want to get into into detail because I don't know if the person that person um can listen to my podcast whenever mm -hmm. they want. That I was that I went through that with, and I don't know if they're ready for that to be a part no, of their story yet. So, so um, I will just speak on the part that it um it that includes me, but. Literally, not too many people know. I think I told my little mm -hmm. brother, I told my sister, and then I told my mom. And I told my mom years later. I don't think I ever told my dad. But basically, I went out on a limb. And um, I was chasing a dream. Like, I was literally out here chasing a dream. And I knew in that process, like, 
I knew like, okay, this is where I want to be. I know, I knew the end result, like this job is going to change my life. This, this is going to put so much money in my pocket. This is going to, um, this is going to be able to fund my dreams. This job is going to be able mm-hmm. to fund my dreams. This job is going to be able to make sure me and anybody connected to me is good, you know, um, for the most part. Of course, I would have to build on it and invest and make more money, make money, mm-hmm. make more money. But that would have been a big starting point. And so I went out on a limb chasing a dream. And I said, I was, it was a three week long process. And I said, you know what, if I take this L right now and I live in my car for now in the fucking cold, that this is really going to pay off. Like it's going to fucking pay off. And looking back now, I kind of, it was a time in my life where I felt like I did it for no reason because I didn't end up Mm -hmm. with the job. Um, Circumstances got too hard where I wasn't able to continue to live in my car and, and steal food and, you know, do it that way. So I had, but I was, I felt like I was so close. I was so fucking close to like changing my life completely. And, um, in that time, like I remember it vividly, like I was living in a car, it was cold as fuck outside, cold as fuck. Like I had a bunch of blankets in the car to keep me warm. And, um, damn that's crazy for food like I was eating (coughs) excuse me I was eating um cold ass little Caesars pizzas for days like you know little five dollar hot and ready pizzas I don't know if they have that where you are but I was eating that pizza for days and I remember um like for breakfast I remember I had to I got a job somewhere else in that time like I I went out I'm telling you I went out on the biggest limb I have $40 to my name and not even a full tank of gas and so I had to make that $40 last for three weeks and it didn't <laughs> at all um so I had to get a job I got a job as a housekeeper and I only got the job as a housekeeper because that way I could eat the free, free breakfast Mm. in the morning. Mm -hmm. And, um, lunch was to get lunch. It was walking around Walmart, like eating the ready food already. Like, you know, the food they Mm -hmm. have like at the deli where it's already cooked, like walking around eating that. I couldn't even buy it because I didn't have no damn money. Like, um, it was hard, but it, for me, it was worth it. I grew as a person so much. Like I, I grew up, like it was only like it only lasted about two to three weeks, but I grew so much. And from that, I realized like people and people don't realize that they are literally one one decision away from losing everything they have. And that's that's one thing about people who think they got it all together. Like you're one bill payment away from not having it. You're one bill payment away from not having that car. You're one, you're $20 away from not having enough money to pay your rent and getting kicked out. You, you are fucking so close to poverty that you don't even know it. So you need to be grateful for every dime you have. You need to be prepared. That's one thing that taught me like, you got to save, you got to have rainy day. You got to have, um, you gotta have your shit. You gotta have your shit together because if you don't have someone out here that's gonna assist you, 
Like it, if it wasn't for my little brother, if it wasn't for my dad, like plenty of times I would have been on my ass. Like I text my brother, like, like, look, you know, I wouldn't ask you if I didn't need it. Like, and the misconception with shit like that is people think, oh, if you ain't got you, if you don't have money, it's because you're lazy. If you don't have a job, it's because you're lazy. If you don't have your shit together, it's because you're lazy. And social media has made it so hard for me. Um, amongst everybody, I'm pretty, I feel like people my age, like, because you, you're looking at people who, who are making nothing out of something, but making it look easy. So they don't talk about, like, if mm-hmm. I would have got that job, if I would have been able to finish and get that job, let's say, I would have been on um, my social media posting myself and looking real fucking good all the time, like probably some Louis B. Ba- Louis v. bags and all this shit. And people are going to be like, damn, Breeze is living good, but they don't know what it took to get there. Like, I was homeless for three weeks, mm-hmm. but I'm here now. But I'm not going to tell you about when I was homeless for three weeks, but I'm going to show you what it looked like now. Like, and that's a big problem with social media. And I was just talking to someone earlier today where they sat me down and told me to stop comparing mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. to people you see on social media because it's not real. So even in this, um, even in this conversation we're having right now, like I'm realizing like, yeah, if I would have got that job and I would have had all that money, I would have been on the social media stunting, but nowhere would you have seen me say, oh, but three weeks ago, I was stealing food from Walmart and working as a housekeeper just trying to get the free breakfast. Like, so you don't know people's struggles. Like, you never know. Like, there's not many people who know that's about me. They'll know mm-hmm. this now, and I'm okay with that. But um, that was a hard time for me, but I grew a lot. I grew a lot. And I'm thankful for it. But sometimes I feel like it, it was at one point I felt like it was for nothing. Cause like, damn, you didn't even get the job. Like after that, I was still broke as hell. Like I was still in a struggle. And it's like, that was, that was really, really for no reason. But I think I'm not really mm-hmm. a spiritual person at all. And it's, and it's because of, um, I've been through so much shit in my life. So much shit people, people don't know. Like I know I could write a book. I, I say I'm a write a book because everything I'm not ready to share but um one day I will be and if for me it was like I'm not really that religious because it's like why is this shit happening if there's not like a big like reward in the end I definitely won't be a religious religious person right now I'm kind of like skeptical because it's like maybe all this means something later but right now I'm like "Eh." what the the, what's going on I think that's something a lot of people say and have a problem with I mean or struggle with right it's like you know when bad things happen yeah. right? so I mean you're not alone in, in in those thoughts so all right we, we talked about that yeah. that was okay let's move on to something more fun yeah a little a little less so, hard <laughs> so I, I know that this party life is probably over right but it's something that I distinctly remember and I, I remember being like so happy for you when this was going on, right? Mm-hmm. How fun yeah. was it for you to be a flight attendant? Oh man, I loved every moment of it. So I will say, when I was in high school, I wanted to mm-hmm. be a flight attendant. 
I wanted to be a flight attendant bad. Like I was thinking like, okay, as soon as I get out of high school, I'm going to go be a flight attendant. Uh, then I find out, wait, you got to be 21. So I'm like, okay, my mom is not, my mom, my granny, and definitely not my uncle is not going to let me see my, I have an uncle Marcus who's very hard on me only because he wants me to be so successful and I, and I love it. But in the same breath, it was like, he was the reason why I was like, okay, I cannot sit on my ass and just work a non-regular job until I get um, to be a flight attendant. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Let me go to college. Um, but all in all, I always wanted to be a flight attendant. Every All my family knew, like, this is what I've been wanting to do. So when I left from college, I was in a, like I said, I was in a very um, toxic relationship with my ex-boyfriend. And like I stated earlier, like, he's in prison now. Um, I'll talk about that on my podcast for sure. I haven't even scrape the surface of all that shit but um be after the end of that relationship when he went to prison and I was trying to go back to college um I had to go back home and live Mm -hmm. with my mom and my stepdad and um they were living in an apartment at the time and I was sleeping on the couch and I was fucking depressed as fuck so depressed crying every day moments of the day because I felt like why the fuck this is another reason another time I feel like why is everything being taken away from me I didn't do shit out here like why is why did I just lose everything in the blink of the eye blink of an eye like I don't have my car anymore I don't have my apartment anymore I don't have my boyfriend anymore I can't even I don't have my savings that's going to help me get back into school anymore I don't have shit like and this just happened like in a blink of an eye like literally yesterday I had it today I literally do not Mm -hmm. I'm like depressed depressed for a long time I had to I had to try to heal myself and at that time I was trying to just pray it through like I remember just asking God like can you please can you please can you please help me like I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do I'm so fucking sad and something somewhere oh I remember um my my current boyfriend, the father of my kids, I expressed to him that, like, you know, I wanted to be a flight attendant. I was like, but there's just some things I, I need to do, to, I need to work on uh, to get that going. Mind you, we were not together at the time. We were just, you know, friends. But um, he pushed me. Like, he was like, the only thing stopping you from your dreams right now is going to get that, your, um, what's it called? Passport that's the only Mm -hmm. thing between Mm -hmm. you and your dreams so the next time I talk to you if you don't have it I don't want to talk to you we ain't got nothing to talk about because you need to go you need to go follow your dreams like you do you press right now go get that so I remember applying to the different airlines and if you've ever tried to be a flight attendant or want to be a flight attendant understand that that is a very hard um job to get into so when I like you get a lot of a lot of decline letters before you get that you can come to training letter. When I finally got my training letter, I, I um, was so fucking happy, so thrilled. Like, yes, this is coming true. But I've, I'm also a person who would, I struggle with, um, I don't want to say believing in myself, but having that confidence to understand, to know that I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. Like, that's a, that's a struggle for me. So even when I got the letter saying like, hey, yeah, you can come be a flight attendant, but you have to pass training first. Um, I was skeptical like so I didn't tell anybody like I'm going to flight attendant training because I don't want to let anybody down 
Like I, I didn't want nobody mm-hmm. to be like, damn, you almost had it, but you, you failed your test. So now you're fucked. Like, you know, so I didn't tell many people, but um, after I finally started, after I passed all my tests and I finally started flying, it was the best job ever. But even in that position, even as as that was a job for me and it, it was like my dream, my dream job, I had it. Um, I knew I wouldn't be able to do it forever. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Um, at that time, I felt like I didn't think I ever wanted kids, but um, mm. I, I knew I wanted to get married one day. And I was like, I don't want to do this when I'm married. Like when I think of myself as married and happy, it's not a working um, of being as a flight attendant um, gone all the time. You know, like I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'll have a life with the person I wanted to spend my life with. Um, so it was good while it lasted. I loved every moment of it. Um, with any job, of course, there's something to complain about, but there, I would never have, I don't think I'll ever find that happiness in a job where I'm working for someone else again. Um, Mm -hmm. but it was good while it lasted for the time it was supposed to be like, that wasn't for me. Like other people are, were so much more happy about me being a flight attendant than I was even still. Like I will, I'll have uh, family members saying like, are you ever going to go back flying? You look so happy flying. That was a good job. You should stay flying. You should go back flying. Like it's always a topic. And I'm like, you don't know what I want out of life. And you don't know, you never knew if I wanted to do that forever anyway. Um, No, you're, that's a great, great point. You're right. But it took um, it took me having a child and feeling like re- realizing that I don't want to go back and be a flight attendant. That's why I stopped after I had my daughter. I was like, yeah, this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna be something doable for me. Um, mm-hmm. so I was like, after that, I was like, you know, I could never do it. But it was good while it was la- while it lasted. I grew from it. Like everything, all my experiences as a flight attendant made some impact on my life today. Um, I never had thought about going back until about. Um, last year, I, it was actually last year, I was reapplying for um, airlines. My boyfriend had talked to me into it. It's like, yeah, you could do it. You don't have to worry about the kids. I'll take, I mean, the kid, I'll take care of her. And, you know, while you're gone and we come back, we'll be good. Like, go for it. I remember applying for it at his, um, actually at his parents' house and his family was all cheering me on while I was doing my video interviews. And literally, the next month, as I'm waiting on my um, acceptance letter, I find out I was pregnant with my son. And I was like, okay. I was like, damn it. You know what? It's not meant to be. And I, and I, from then, I haven't looked back on it. I don't care to look back on it. Like I said, it was what it was for that time. So you talked about um, the time you were, when you were a flight attendant and you said that you were applying and then you found out you're pregnant with your son. Yeah. So at this point now you're a mother of two. How has motherhood changed you? Wow. Motherhood has changed me tremendously. Um, the person that I talk about as far as myself in my previous stances, um, and just my my shit talk on there is not who I present as a mom, mm-hmm. nor is it the person I present in a part as a partner now. But um, it has made me so much more patient. 
so much more. I can't even today I realized something and it was that loving someone is hard Mm -hmm. as far as a partner, as far as like someone outside of, I I don't want to say someone outside of your family because I have a stepfather that I love like my, my own father, but loving like your, your spouse is hard because you're taking the um, um, floor. But with my kids, it was like a instant um, just love despite what the fuck ever. Like, I'll forever love my kids with every piece of me. They've made me so happy. Like, even when I'm having bad days, like, it's plenty of times I've looked at my daughter and just said, you know, well, you're the reason. Like, you're the reason mommy is continuing to push on because life is hard. I find myself... Like I said, I never wanted to be a parent. I had a nephew um, before I had my own kids. And that was my own kid for me. Like, I could give him back. But mom, motherhood has changed me. Like I said, I'm more patient. I'm nicer. I feel like I'm way more mature. Like, way more reasonable. They, They've definitely calm me down a lot like I'm not gonna just jump up and be nobody ass now mm-hmm. because you know I don't want my daughter jumping up doing that I don't want my son thinking that's how um he's supposed to handle shit um, so everything I do now is for what I try to do I still make mistakes I still fall short but um I really want everything I do now to shape what my kids are are mm-hmm. in the future like I don't want them to like I said I don't want them like cussing at a drop of a dime like yeah I cuss on my podcast but around my kids like nah I don't even listen to certain music like you know what I'm saying like I just want my kids to be everything that I was and everything I aspired to be and with that that's brought so many changes in me that's made me have to try to be the person I feel like I should be um for the the most good because they came like that's like um somebody being a crackhead and telling their kids not to do drugs when they're 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 doing crack in front of their kids every day like yeah they're probably going to want to try that shit so um nothing I don't want my kids to be a part of do I allow myself to be a part of that's really good you know I I I admire that um I mean I a lot of that myself as a parent, I think about that. Obviously, there's certain things like I don't listen to in the car with my kids, right? Or certain things I don't let mm-hmm. them watch, whatever, right? But um, being a parent, you know, you talk about how much more patient you are, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, that's me. Actually, was being a parent taught me that. Being a parent taught me yeah. something about myself that I didn't know. I'm not patient. And so <laughs> trying to be patient with my kids every every day is like a thing that I, that I, I work on and it made me be more self-aware. I'm so much more yeah, aware of definitely. myself now as a parent. Cause I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't, because everything I am reflects back from them. And then I can exactly. see myself in ways I could never have seen myself before. I'm like, whoa, I don't want, like you said, I don't want my kids seeing that. I don't want my kids doing that. So maybe I need to yeah. correct this behavior in myself before yeah. it shows up in my kids. So no, I mean, that's, a really good... Another thing, being a mother 
has helped me do is dissect my 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 childhood mm-hmm. and I feel like everybody has um in their head of what they feel like their parents did right and what their parents did wrong but that didn't really I wasn't really worried about any of that until I had kids like anything I felt like my parents fell short on I try to make sure like I even like talk to myself now about like okay so my mom didn't tell me about this so like okay for instance my my mom didn't really tell me about sex my mom didn't really tell me about bills and all this shit so I asked myself like how am I going to present this to my child what am I going to do to my child to make sure that they aren't the same like I'm not creating a cycle Mm -hmm. of someone who grows up to be someone who doesn't know anything about credit or doesn't until it's fucked or doesn't know anything about having not like you know the importance of saving yourself and loving yourself and being a confident person no one feeling like you are like you could do whatever you want to do out here and I I like I want that for my kids so bad I want my kids to be confident in themselves and believe in themselves so bad like because if you don't believe in you like nothing else matters and that sounds so cliche but it's so true believing in yourself is the foundation for everything but not only do I want to instill that in them like I want them to be confident but then I also want them to know what they're doing out here so that means I need to learn I need to learn about what I'm doing out here like I don't want my kids to ever have to be on a podcast talking about how they were homeless or be on a podcast talking about how they used to like they used to not love themselves so much that they used to let a, a boy who they didn't even have kids by who they didn't have no like ties to like I was in that I didn't have to be in that relationship and I like even now I slap myself in the face like mentally like what were you doing why why were you allowing that and I don't want my daughters to fall into that I don't want my sons to be that man Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying to anybody so everything I do now when I'm around my kids it has to be it has to be right and um even and i see like i will say like older older people i don't want to say just family members but older people who are around my kids and around me with my kids sometimes i i um correct my daughter when she says something or she doesn't say please and thank you and i get on her about it mind you my my daughter's only two mm. and they'll say things like um she's only two um, she does, she's not going to always say please and thank you, but my daughter is, I want to make, I want to ensure that my kids are genuine and, and good people when nobody's watching. Like, I don't want them to just be saying yes, ma'am and no, ma'am. And thank you just because mommy's watching. I want you that to be so instilled in you that everyone's going to look to you and say like, she's sweet. She's, she's, she's a nice girl. He's sweet. He's a nice guy. Like, I don't want anybody to have anything um, negative to say about my kids that I have control over fixing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, as a father, I worry so much about are my children going to be happy as adults, right? Am mm-hmm. I setting them up to be happy when they're adults, right? And that's exactly. not to say that I'm the, like, the most unhappy person in the world. I'm not. I feel really blessed, right? But there have just been some things mm-hmm. where before I grew as a person, I was unhappy mm-hmm. about, right? And it was like, yeah. if I had just known from the get-go, 
I could have saved myself so much unhappiness and pain. Right? Oh my! And goodness. so I, feel, I don't want my kids to have I that. Feel, mm-hmm. I want them to already be secure and all that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm gonna feel like I fell short if I if my kids aren't equipped with everything I felt like I wasn't equipped with um, coming into the into an adulthood. So it's like my mission, like, like even when I have conversations, let's say I've had conversations with my mom and she just says like, yeah, when I was a kid, your granny used to do this and your granny used to do that. And that um, was something I said I would never do as a parent. But then she would, she did do it. And we, like, we've had these conversations where like, well, you did, you actually did do that though. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be that person either. I don't want to be a person who says like, okay, I'm going to make sure that I teach my kids this and that. And they are, I don't do this like my parents did and then turn around and do it. Like, no, I remind myself constantly. Like I didn't like when this happened when I was little, I didn't like when that happened when I was little, when I grew up, I wish my parents would have told me this. I wish my parents would have told me that. Like I have to constantly remind myself that to keep myself, um, making sure I'm doing everything right as a mom, at least trying. Yeah. No, I, I think you're doing pretty good. I mean, just from talking to you, um, you just, I, you're so good at this. Like you, you answered my next question. My, I was going to ask you about your philosophy on, on motherhood, but you just answered that. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything about who you are? Is there anything about who you are now versus who you were before that surprises you? Well, I'll be a little vulnerable today. I've always been a person where I felt like um, I didn't take criticism well. Mm-hmm. I never took criticism well, um, even when it was like. Um, I, I, I'm gonna call it a marshmallow sandwich where someone says something nice and then they tell mm-hmm. you what you could have done better and then something nice like even even um, criticism c- coded with like nice words I was immediately offended immediately like in defense mode but that comes from a lot of things that's happened in my life but I'm quick to be offended quick to offend, uh, like defend myself. And that's why I've actually went through a lot of jobs because after someone has me fucked up at a job, as far as management, um, it's just like, I wasn't equipped with the skills to deal with that. Yeah. So um, looking back now, I have learned a lot about myself and my flaws. Like, no, Brie, you're not perfect. No, everybody has, is not out here trying to attack you know there are people who actually care about you and love you that want everything good for you um so one thing about myself that's new now that it wasn't in my past life is um I'm not afraid of relationships and when people when say when I hear relationships the first thing I think oh there she's talking about like her boyfriend or her her significant other I'm talking about friendships I'm talking about um my significance other I'm talking about my co-workers I'm talking about my bosses like I'm not afraid of relationships anymore and I am so glad about that I'm not afraid of being told no because no is just fucking no like that's okay mm-hmm. um 
and I'm so much more aware of my flaws now than I've ever been. And not only am I aware of my flaws, I am striving to fix them. Like, I don't want to be that same person. Like, I'm so glad I'm not the same person I was two years ago. And two years ago is when my daughter was born. I felt like I, I was good. I was a good person then. Um, and I'm glad. I'm hoping that I'm not going to be the same person two years from now when my son's two. Like, mm, I love that I'm growing and I'm not afraid of growing. Growing hurts. A lot of tears have been cried in the process. But I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm I'm better now. Yeah. Someone who is struggling right now and trying to figure out who they are, going through something painful, dealing with those kind of issues that you've dealt with in the past, if you could give them mm-hmm. just one bit of information, one bit of advice right now, what would you say? For the person struggling with finding their way because I think a lot of us are secretly. Mm-hmm. Um, be patient. Get to know yourself for real. Get to know yourself. Get to know you. If someone can, at, if you can go to a job interview or you meet a new person and they say, so tell me about yourself and you automatically start stuttering because you don't know what to say or you get nervous because you don't know what your hobby, your favorite hobby is, or you don't, you don't have a hobby. You just watch TV, which is, is okay. I'm just saying that means you don't know yourself. So you're not, you're not going to be able to find your way. Know yourself, learn yourself. And I swear it'll all come to you. Cause the moment I started treating to Brianna, tending to Brianna, um, it's when stuff started falling into place for me. Like that's where that confidence is starting to come from. That's where finding like something to put my energy came from. That's where um, me seeing that, okay, yes, I'm a CSR now. Today I'm a CSR, but now I'm not afraid to tell my boss I'm coming for you (laughs) and your job, you know, like, because I'm growing, I'm evolving, and I know, like, I can do it. I can do it. Like, and there's, like, oh, well, they have um, two master's degrees. It took them two master's degrees to get this, not two master's degrees, two degrees to get this um, position. You're just a CSR. But, baby, let me show you that I can do this work, and I can learn a new craft easily, quickly. I'm dedicated to the process, so I could do that. I can I can take your job. I have that kind of confidence in myself now. And it took me learning myself. And I hope that um, someone who's struggling to find their way takes my advice on trying to learn their self first. Don't force it. That's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. So you do a thing on, on your show. And I'm going to borrow mm-hmm. it because you're on my show today. Okay. Okay. Would you rather... Oh, Oh. here we go. Okay. Would you rather detect every lie you ever hear or get away with every lie you ever tell? Ooh, 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 ooh. Let me think, let me think. If I detect every lie I hear, I would probably be beaten 
a lot of ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you lying. I'm going to pop you on your shit. Like, I asked my boyfriend, hey, like, where you been? Oh, I was with my brother. And I realized he's lying. Like, yeah, I'm probably going to pop you on your shit. So I don't think I want to know if I'm being lied to right off the bat. I'd rather be the liar. I'd rather pretty be the person getting away with murder. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah. Okay. And I like that. I could kill someone and get away right. with it, right? Yeah. You get away with yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, get I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like that one. That was a good one. Thank you. Um what's the title of your autobiography? The title of my autobiography. Hmm. Pain is not forever. Oh. There you go. You were ready. Let's... No, that's just what I was no, feeling was in a moment. Like that's I'm, even better. You got you got me talking about a lot of things in my life, and it's like, and I'm feeling like, damn. Even though I don't feel like I'm where I want to be completely, I've overcome a lot of yeah. shit. So pain does not last forever at go. all. Pain does not last forever. Uh, you want to promote your show again, and any socials or any okay. charity, whatever you want. Okay, so um, I will go ahead and tell y'all to please go look at my, go look at, go listen to my podcast. It's Just Talking Shit Podcast, available on um, Apple Podcast as well as Spotify. You can also stream it on your favorite listening platforms. Um, follow me on Instagram at Brianna Morgan, underscore, underscore, and my name is B-R-Y as in yellow, A-N-N-A. And Morgan, I feel like everybody knows how to spell Morgan. So go ahead and give me a follow. Do not find me on Facebook because I talk way too much crap to be um, be on Facebook, be your Facebook friend. But follow me on Instagram and definitely listen to my podcast. And um, yeah, send me a DM or something. Let me know what you think about the yeah. show. No, I, so just to piggyback, I, I love your show. I, I listen to it every week. It's, it's a great show. And I, I suggest people listen to it. It's really fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I love you. Of course. I love you. Oh. Hey, guys. Since we published episode two, our first episode went from 83 streams to 115 streams. Episode 2 currently has 71 streams, and I cannot thank you all enough for all the support you've given us. From sharing our podcast on social media, to leaving us five-star ratings, to writing something, I really appreciate all that you guys have done for the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you want to, guys, you can leave us a voice message on the Anchor app. You can email us. uh, You can contact us on Twitter, uh, anything like that. If you want to reach out to us, leave us some kind words. Thanks. I want to thank you for listening. Please subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and share this podcast on social media. It helps. Follow us on Twitter at Ordinary Show Pod. If you'd like to be a guest or suggest a guest, please email us at theordinaryshowpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, I'd like to remind you, there's nothing wrong with being ordinary. Some of the best people I know are ordinary. <laughs>